Hello, everyone. Welcome to Fit Body Happy Joints. My name is Shannon. Today's podcast might come as a little bit of a surprise for some of you because since I'm all about joint friendly workouts and there's a stigma that impact is bad for your joints, today I'm going to break it down for you. And I'm actually going to say that no, impact is probably not bad for your joints. It's how often you're doing that impact and how you're doing that impact. I have many opinions about this topic. I don't think that jumping and impact is appropriate for everyone necessarily, but I'm actually a fan of adding some impact exercises in certain ways, in certain doses for certain people. So today I want to talk about high impact exercise, like plyometrics and jumping, what the benefits are, why it's been blamed incorrectly, in my opinion, for joint issues, what really is to blame if you should add impact, and if so, what are the best ways to add impact? And today I'm going to be primarily focused on plyometrics and jumping. I'm not going to really talk about running because I think that's a whole different ballgame. So let's start with the benefits. What are the benefits of jumping and impact and plyometrics? Plyometrics and jumping require explosive muscle contraction. This explosive muscle contraction will stimulate your type 2 muscle fibers. I've talked about these a lot, but your type 2 muscle fibers are primarily what the the fibers of your muscles that are responsible for more mass or more size of your muscles. So this means that jumping and plyometrics can improve the size of your muscles or make your muscles grow. And this is why sprinters' legs are so jacked is because when they are using uh, an explosive movement to take off and sprint, they are stimulating those type 2 muscle fibers, which again are really responsible for a lot of muscular growth. This doesn't mean that jumping is the only way to stimulate type 2 muscle fibers. Resistance training, of course, can absolutely stimulate these type 2 muscle fibers as well and improve the size of your muscles. So it doesn't mean that you have to jump in order to get this stimulation of type 2 muscle fibers. But remember, the more muscle mass we have, the faster our metabolism. I'm releasing a podcast next week about... um, about kind of burning calories. And we're going to talk more about this. So make sure to stay tuned for that. I think it's going to be a really good one. Debunk a lot of kind of myths in the fitness industry. But anyways, high impact exercise is shown to improve bone density in many populations, even postmenopausal women. However, the studies I read did very gradual progression of impact training. So it's important to note that if your body isn't used to impact, you shouldn't just start doing squat jumps every day. These studies that I read that looked into postmenopausal women doing high impact exercise, and they looked at the bone density and the muscle strength and both bone density and muscle strength improved, but these programs had them really easing in to this type of training so that they wouldn't hurt themselves. So I just needed to make sure to give that caveat that it's all about how you're progressing it. I was also curious if high impact was shown to be damaging to other joint structures like cartilage, and I couldn't find any evidence for tying impact to joint issues and joint strain. I'm not saying it's not there. I'm not saying that high impact doesn't strain your joints, but I'm just saying that in the literature, it's not obvious. And if you find a really great article, I would love to see it. So please send it to me if you can find one. But so impact might not be the enemy. But loading your body and your muscles through resistance training can also be just as effective at improving bone density and improving muscle mass. So 
Again, don't hear me wrong that I'm saying you have to jump. I just think that this podcast is for those of you that love to jump and that feel really good jumping. And I, I, I want to make sure that we're not, that I'm clear that I'm not demonizing impact. It's just how it's done and how often it's done. So certain high impact exercises can be good to stimulate muscle growth and bone density. And impact isn't necessarily the cause of joint issues. In fact, like I said, it can be beneficial. So we shouldn't be afraid of it. But why does it get such a bad reputation? And again, this isn't clear in the literature. So this is something that I just have to use kind of my own critical thinking and experience to tie tie everything up together in a way that makes sense and that you can apply. I think that impact isn't necessarily the cause of joint issues, but I do think it's correlated Because I think people who are doing high impact exercise are also likely to be doing two things that ultimately could be causing their joint issues. Number one, these people are likely to be overusing overusing their muscles and overdosing exercise or impact. And then number two, these people are likely to be selecting exercises that place load through their joints in inappropriate ways that could conflict with joint anatomy and mechanics. I've talked about overuse a lot, so I'm not going to dive too deeply into it, but I think that overuse can be potentially more damaging to joints than impact because when the same movements are overdosed and joints and muscles aren't given space to recover and heal, this can cause inflammation, muscle weakness, and potential potential damage and degeneration to joints. So one of the best things you can do for your joint health and for your fitness is to implement a routine where you aren't working the same muscle groups and doing the same movements every single day in high repetition. This is what we do in Evlo, right? We work different muscle groups every day of the week so that your muscles actually have time to recover and grow stronger and you aren't overstraining your joints, which ultimately can, can lead to joint issues. So because people were blaming impact instead of high repetition and overuse and poor exercise selection for joint issues, they gravitated towards spin classes or biking. And although people's knees felt better, what I saw in clinical practice is that they may have started to experience hip or back stuff because of the high repetition of hip flexion while you're also in trunk flexion. So basically you're bent over at the waist and you're also moving your hips a lot and thousands of repetitions if you're if you're taking a spin class. And I'm not saying don't ride your bike. I'm not saying don't take spin classes, but I do think that you have to ease into it to tolerate highly repetitive forces, which most people don't do because so many people want to continue the high intensity because they think they need it or they're afraid they're going to gain weight, but they're like, okay, I can't continue to do this high impact because the high impact is hurting my knees or my feet or whatever. So they start spinning hard every single day. But what I often see this causing is other issues because their body not might not be prepped for the high repetition that is required for spinning. So if you're going to spin, I recommend using it in two ways. I recommend using it for hit and or just like low intensity, steady state cardio. So like a leisurely bike ride. So here's my recommendation, maybe one to two hit sessions per week and one to two leisurely rides per week. Make sure to monitor your recovery and be open to taking out a session if you need to. If you feel like you aren't recovering, if you're super sore, if you're super fatigued all the time, it could be because you're doing too much. So be open to taking out a session if you need to. And of course, this is all in addition to a solid strength training program like Evlo, right? This is all in addition to. 
I don't necessarily believe that spinning should be the only form of exercise that you do. So let's, let's break this down a little bit more. Hit on your bike could look like a 15 minute session of all out interval training. So how I like to recommend to my clients who, who like to, uh, spin in addition to Evlo, instead of taking my hit classes, they like to do spin instead. And I think that's totally fine. How I recommend is you do maybe a minute or 30 seconds of like all out as hard as you can. And then you take a minute or 30 seconds off and you repeat that, you know, five to eight times. So that's really only going to take you like five or eight minutes and then sandwich it with a warm up and a cool down and you're in and out in, you know, 15, 20 minutes. That's how I would recommend doing the hit on a bike. If you're using it as more low intensity, steady state cardio, you know, super leisurely bike ride where your heart rate's not spiking up super high, you're not really burning out your muscles. It's just like a calming kind of get your body moving type of thing. I think that's great. And I, I recommend if you want to do that, doing that instead of your walks, you know, I do recommend daily walks if you can. If it's overstressing you, you don't have to do them. If you're like, I'm too busy, I can't fit in my walk today, it's okay. Don't let it stress you out because that defeats the purpose. But um, if you want to do kind of a bike ride, a leisurely bike ride instead of your walks, I think that's a, one way to do it as well. Remember that I'm not talking about biking as a sport. I'm not talking to people that are doing races or marathons or anything like that. I'm just talking to the general public who wants to use exercise in the best ways to optimize their bodies. Okay, so that's overuse that tends to be tied to high impact training and people tend to blame high impact training when really they should be looking more at overuse. And then the second issue that's often correlated with high impact exercise is inappropriate load to joints by choosing certain exercises. Remember that not every exercise is created equal. Many common exercises in the fitness industry are more stressful on joints then they are beneficial to muscles. Let's talk about knees because I think that knees are often the pain point in these circumstances. Knees are often the area that people tend to feel cranky in when they're doing lots of impact. But jumping and impact has taken the blame for poor exercise selection and overuse. So let's break down poor exercise selection a little bit more. Knees are primarily a hinge joint, meaning they bend and they straighten. Unlike your shoulder or your hip, which moves in 360 degrees, your knees for the most part just move in two directions, forward and backwards. So I'll use the illustration of a cabinet here to give you an image of, of how this works with joint mechanics and with loading your muscles. So a cabinet opens and closes. This means you have to pull in a certain direction in order to get it to open. If you regularly pull on that cabinet both to open it and you're kind of also pulling it down, eventually the hinges will start to wear down and the door may fall off, right? I feel like I always got in trouble when I was younger from my mom and dad for like pulling down on the cabinet when I was opening it. They're like, just pull it to the side. You don't have to also pull down to open it. But that's that type of force is not how the hinges were designed to move, right? And your knees may be able to in the hinges of the door may be able to tolerate this here and there, but when it's overdosed and when it's done in high repetition day after day, the hinges wear out faster. So you can think of forces through your knees in a similar way. We want to place forces through your knees from forward to backwards and limit side to side or twisting movements. And I know I'm going to get a bunch of questions about athletes and cutting. And again, I'm not talking about training for a sport. 
If you need to develop the skill of cutting to perform at high levels in a sport, you should probably practice cutting. This podcast is for the general public who just, again, wants to be fit and optimize their body and minimize wear and tear. Okay, so if your knee bends and straighten, that's how we want to load the knee. However, so many plyometric exercises place side-to-side or twisting forces through the knee, which can eventually wear down the hinges and cause issues and pain. Examples of these type of exercises that are plyometrics that can put this side-to-side force is lateral movements like side jumping or speed skaters. Because what happens is when you land, there's something called a ground reaction force that's coming kind of up and in on your knee. And this can put that sideways or valgus force to the knees. So this, when you're doing side-to-side jumping, which I don't recommend doing a lot of, but we do it you know, occasionally in my classes, I recommend jumping more up rather than over. And this will limit that side sideways force through the knees. Speed skaters are something that I don't recommend because it's not only putting the sideways force through the knees, but it's also twisting the knee. So those are just a couple examples. But interestingly, jumping doesn't even have to be involved to place sideways forces and or twisting forces through the knee. I'm going to give you some examples of non-impact exercises that can place inappropriate forces to the knees. Side lunges, side planks on your toes, curtsy lunges, and even regular lunges and single leg squats can place sideways forces to the knees. I added a highlight on my Instagram page. If you don't follow me on Instagram, it's Dr. Shannon DPT, but there's a highlight on there called Stick Figures 2 if you want to get on and kind of give you a visual of how I do lunges and single leg strength exercises to more appropriately load the knees. But what happens is basically when you're on one leg in a regular lunge or a step up or a single leg squat your body is always trying to find center of gravity. So what happens is because you've taken off one leg, the support of one leg, very subtly, your hip will kind of move to the side and your body will kind of lean to one side. And this results in a sideways force to the knees. So what I recommend if you're doing single leg exercises is to hold a wall and kind of shift your weight into a wall or or something, a chair, whatever, so that you have more appropriate forces through the knees so that your body isn't compensating by doing this kind of little uh, shift out to the side and you get more clean forces through the knees. So again, if you need to see a visual of that, you can go check out my stick stick figure two highlight on Instagram. So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you should do high impact exercises every day. Dose is still important because overstressing your joints can lead to chronic inflammation, delayed healing, and eventually joint issues. But what I am saying is that lacing and jumping is not the enemy and low impact isn't necessarily the antidote. Because if exercise selection is still stressing the knees and you're doing too much repetition without enough recovery, or if you're overusing your muscles, none of that matters, right? Low impact doesn't matter if you're doing all of those things. So jumping is not necessarily the enemy and low impact isn't necessarily the antidote. So if you're confused as to why your knees are hurting, those might be some things to consider. Are you doing too much jumping? Should you maybe take it back a little bit? Are you doing exercises that are placing a lot of sideways forces through the knees? Are you doing a lot of repetitive movement of the same muscle groups over and over and not allowing enough time for those muscles to heal? Those could be some things to consider if your knees are hurting from your routine. All right, so let's go over some reasons why you may not want to add impact, and then I'll talk about 
my tips if you do decide you want to add some impact into your routine. Okay, so first, if you're injured, there's of course a higher risk that you know you could further accelerate your injury because there's more load with jumping. And if your joints are inflamed, if you're healing, or if your tissues are unprepared, this could make the problem worse. Additionally, if it hurts your joints during or after, it might not be appropriate to add jumping in right now. Strength train to improve your muscle mass and bone density while your joints have time to heal. And remember, select your exercises wisely. And if you don't want to think about it, you can just join Evlo and I'll do all the, all the programming for you. But because there's higher forces to joints, here are some situations where I don't necessarily recommend to add jumping into your routine. So number one, again, if you are healing from an injury or if you have pain that just doesn't seem to go away, I maybe recommend not jumping right now. If you're brand new to exercise, focus on gaining strength and control first, then progressively add jumping if you want and if it's pain-free. So I recommend if you're brand new and you're an Evelyn member, start with the strength training programs only for like three months and get really good at that. And then if you want to start to add in some impact, you can take my cardio burst class, which is on Wednesdays. What I would recommend doing is instead of doing every single jump that we do in that class, maybe just do like every other jump or every third jump and then choose a low impact exercise as well. So you're just lacing it in. And then the next week, maybe you do a little bit more, monitor your symptoms, see how you're feeling. And then the next week, maybe you do a little bit more. Maybe that that next week you're like, ooh, that didn't feel so good on my knees. I'm going to dial it back a little bit. So that's how you kind of have to be in charge of your own body and do this little push-pull dance with yourself to see what dosage feels really good and appropriate for your own body. And then lastly, a circumstance where, or a situation where I don't necessarily recommend adding jumping is if you're burnt out from too much exercise, if your joints are always hurting and you're always sore and you're always fatigued and you feel like a tin man, I don't necessarily recommend adding impact. Again, I think programming appropriately by allowing your muscles to recover and heal by choosing different exercises and working different muscle groups each day, maybe taking a recovery day or two, doing those things, letting your hormones rebalance, letting your joints kind of come down from that high inflammation state. And then maybe you start to add in some impact like I recommend for those newbie beginners. So what if you're feeling good and you've been doing Evlo for a while or you're strength training for a while and you're like, I'm feeling good. My joints feel amazing. I feel super balanced. I feel like I'm ready to ramp it up and add some impact. So here are my recommendations if you are adding impact. And again, if you're an Evlo member, you don't have to worry about any of this because we are programming in the classes for you. But if you're not an Evlo member, here are my recommendations. So number one, If you're doing jumping exercises and plyometrics, I prefer to land on both feet when possible. And this is for two reasons. Number one, it's because of what I talked about earlier with the being on a single leg and how this can put a sideways force through your knees. So you can imagine how if you're doing something like a jumping lunge and you're landing on one leg, so not only are you getting the higher impact and a higher force from the landing, but you're also potentially getting that sideways force through the knees. So um, that's why I recommend being on two feet, landing on two feet. And then also one of the reasons why I recommend landing on two feet is because it just increases the surface area that you land on and more spreads the impact across both sides of your body. Some of my favorite two-legged landing or jumping exercises are just jump squats and jumping jacks and just different variations of those. 
All right, and then number two, my second tip is that you don't have to jump high to get the benefits of jumping. You can stay really small, close to the ground, and still trigger those type two muscle fibers. Number three is to wear tennis shoes to absorb the forces. And I don't have, I know I'm going to get questions about this. I don't necessarily have recommendations for shoes, especially running shoes. Um, I just wear shoes that are cute and comfortable, honestly. Um, I don't find it a huge deal since I'm not spending a ton of time in high impact exercises. I think that so many people blame their tennis shoes for their joint health when really they're just overdosing high impact. So I tend to think that, you know, I just find a shoe that has some cushion and feels comfortable and absorbs some forces, but I don't, I don't tend to spend a ton of time worrying about what shoes you're wearing again, because hopefully you're dosing impact appropriately for you. Okay. And then number three, and lastly, don't jump just to burn more calories. <laughs> don't jump just to burn more calories. Jump to, if you decide you want to jump, do it to trigger your type two muscle fibers, improve your bone density, and maybe approach a maximum heart rate or close to a maximum heart rate. It's great for a hit, right? And really getting that heart rate spiked. Next week, I'll be talking about why burning calories in your workouts doesn't actually make a difference in your calorie deficit for the day. Super interesting stuff. So cool. So make sure to stay tuned for that. So I hope this was helpful. I hope it helps to kind of reframe that jumping and impact is not the enemy and that we just need to look at our exercise selection and how we're dosing things. Our body can handle impact, right? It's just about how it's done. So hopefully this helps. If you want to join Evlo, we would love to have you. It's evlofitness.com, E-V-L-O-fitness.com. Every Wednesday we do a impact class. So it's 15 minutes. It's a Tabata style class. So it's 20 seconds on 10 seconds off of a more higher impact exercise. And we try to apply all these principles in every single exercise. So we would love to have you if you're interested. And then of course we do strength training Monday through Friday. So you can work out with me. We would love to have you. All right, everyone. We will see you all next week. Bye.